Teddy Long, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. And I'm talking about the podcast that blows up the news on a verbal, I'm talking about verbal scale, players. So keep on listening. I'm telling you. It's the Atomic by the E, the H-N-I-C, reppin' New York City, live and direct, cause he always come correct, yeah. when he does an interview, it makes the streets so good, he stimulates the brain, the immobile device, they want to smash like the Hulk when he claps you with advice, it's all about the news when he drops and beats home, yeah. so pay close attention, shit's about to explode. Seasons greetings, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast Coming to you live from the Upper West Side in New York City Where we ring the bells on a verbal scale I am your host, Ephraim Guzman And my guest today, he is a legend in the business He was a former general manager of SmackDown The former general manager of ECW Former NWA, WCW referee And he's an all-around good guy Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one the only Teddy Theodore R. Long. What's up, Teddy? Hey, what's up, man? Merry <laughs> Christmas to you and uh, all, your, all your podcast fans, Ah, same to you, brother. Same to you. I just had a lot of cookies and I had like a bowl of sugar, so I'm a little bit hyper right now. So, so excuse me for my hyped up intro. All right, no problem, man. Oh, uh, how's everything going in your neck of the woods, and what are you doing for the holidays? Well, everything's doing good. Uh, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, but we have weather right outside Atlanta, area. It's pretty bad weather down this way tonight, a lot of tornadoes and storms, but uh, other than that, everything's cool. Uh, I don't plan on doing too much for the holidays. I'm going to just probably be uh, around the house and get with my wife and relatives, and that's going to be about it, man. Oh, that's beautiful. That's awesome. The weather's pretty bad out there, so it's basically you're going to stay in for Christmas, right? You're not going anywhere, right? Well, I'll probably go to the gym. The gym's going to be open for half a day, so I'll probably go up to that and have a gym, probably go to some brother's house, and that'll probably be it. Oh, sweet, sweet, Teddy. Um, I'm sure you've been told this plenty of times, but I'm going to be the one to tell you again. Um, how did you, Teddy Long, get started in the wrestling business? Uh, well, I first started out, uh, I used to go down to uh, the, uh, it was, it was Channel 17 then, it was, but it is now the TBS, which was the old Channel 17, and they used to take the uh, NWA wrestling shows down there, Greg Foley and all of those guys, they do a Georgia Championship Wrestling, so I used to go down to watch the TV tapings in the morning, also with Jim Crocker promotions at that time, too. And uh, I started going down there watching the, the, the TV tape, and then I happened to run into Abdullah, the butcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, he needed somebody to kind of show him around, so he, he, he didn't live in, in Georgia. So I kind of looked over him, and that way I was able to uh, go down to the TV stations on Saturday morning when they did the taping. And uh, because I had to show Abdullah how to get around, so I was able to go with him. And I started going in the back, you know, talking about Greg Abdullah, you know, he was the guy who was kind of welcoming me in the back. Uh, back then, you know, it was really K-Babe, it's not K-Babe much anymore now, but it really was back in, in the day when I broke in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so by me hanging around, I was able to go to the ring and stuff and get the jacket when the guy got in the ring, take off the jacket and stuff they were giving to me and I'd take them back to the locker room. Also, uh, I ran a lot of errands with the guys, like if they needed food and stuff, you know, I would go and get food and stuff, I was kind of like a gopher. So I just uh, kind of worked my way in like that, and uh, uh, so it happened that uh, a job came open, you know, for somebody to put the ring up and take the ring down. So I got that job, the promoter was a lady named Louise Manning, which she's still around today, I think I talked to her about three or four months ago, I did an independent show that wasn't too far from where she lives. But anyway, uh, Louise asked me, she said, Teddy, you know, she said, uh, you know, would you like to have this job? So I said, yeah, I wanted to just be involved in wrestling. So I got the first job putting up the ring, taking the ring down. And uh, one night we had a show in Marietta, Georgia, in Marietta, Georgia at the Cobb Civic Center, and the referee didn't show up. So Louise came to me and she asked me, you know, could I referee? And I go, I don't know, I never referee. She said, well, don't worry about it. So just get on in there, you know, so the guys will, they'll, they'll, they'll work with you. They'll take care of you. They'll tell you what to do. <laughs> so uh, I started refereeing. That was the first match I had that night. And then after then, I got the job of putting the ring up, taking the ring down and refereeing. And so when I started refereeing for a while, I started riding with the uh, hot stuff headed Gilbert. Riding with those two guys, you know, they wanted to know, you know, what I did, 
radio station, which I was, and I'm working for James Brown for a little bit. And uh, so we get a, you know, we get a, a 12 pack of beer, and we take her off and ride to the next town, and we get to drink in the beer, and then I turn the radio down and start DJing for him, you know, let him know you can DJ on the radio. Mm-hmm. So that was impressive to uh, Kevin and Eddie, and uh, they told me, you know, they talked to me about becoming a manager, because that's what managers do, managers talk. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I guess they didn't have, you know, they had Gary Hart back in the day, uh, Rock Hunter, a lot of people probably don't remember some of these people, but they had some guys that could talk back in the day. Uh, Skandar Akbar, uh, Lou Abano, and all those guys, you know. So I was able to get involved in that by being able to talk. And so they went to the, to the, to the promoter and they told him about I could talk. And so, uh, <clears throat> he wanted to try me out for his being a manager. So I went on TV as a referee, and as I turned bad on uh, as a referee, I, I think I fast counted the uh, Road Warriors that a match with Mike Rotunda, and um, I believe it was Scott Steiner for the NWA Tag Team Belt. The uh, Road Warriors had them, and I fast counted them in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, we put the belt on uh, Kevin, I mean on uh, Rotunda and uh, uh, Scott, uh, Rick Steiner. Oh, oh. And uh, that way, that turned into a bad referee, heel referee. And so again, when I went on into Bandit, once they found out I could talk, and they started putting me with different people. Uh, with uh, Sick Beaches, Danny Spivey, you know, they were the skyscrapers. I also had uh, Ice Train, uh, Scott Norton, and uh, also the team of uh, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. You know, they were doomed, which they were the first uh, Afro-American World Cup team captain. Yeah. So I managed uh, Mark Merrill, who was back in the day with Johnny B. Bad. Also had the opportunity to manage The Undertaker before he was The Undertaker. He would meet Mark Callis in, in, in my day. And all this stuff is on YouTube. You know, if people want to you know, look it up, it's all there. And uh, that's how I got started, man. I just started managing and started talking. And uh, I just kept, you know, doing what I was doing. Um, so you think basically, like, what really got you in it was pretty much the... Well, I would say the gift of gab, really, like you know, talking for yeah. certain wrestlers who couldn't talk. Yeah, it, it, exactly right. It wasn't my it wasn't my good looks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, yeah, you like to talk, and that's what that's what they, you need in wrestling. You need people to talk, and I can for an example, you know, Roman Reigns, the yeah. great guy, yeah. uh, come a long way, but his mic skills are, are not that good, and if he had someone to talk for him, you know what I mean? I think he could get a lot, get over a lot more. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I saw that, I, I looked at the SmackDown last night, too. I looked at Kevin Owens. He's another, you know, good-looking kid, really impressive, but his mic skills are a little bit, you know, not, not up to par either, so he could use a mouthpiece. So there's a lot of people there, you know, a lot of people in wrestling that could use mouthpieces, but I think, you know, you see managers is very rare now, you know. I think Vince wanted to just kind of outlaw him. He didn't really want him anymore, and then they start bringing him back. You see Paul Heyman, he's back, and, uh, uh, Um, going back a little bit before we get further ahead, um, when you was doing the whole manager stick and then, you know, you hurt your back and then you turned heel and then you did the, you know, the infamous fast count. Um, and then, you know, even though as a, as a, ref, as a referee, you know, you say you had the gift of gab, but you didn't really talk much. Was this almost like just the, like the, basically the stepping stone for you to become a, a, a manager? Like, was this predetermined all along or it was just like, Hey, you want to be a manager? Like, okay, I'll do it. Or like, was this planned already? Back then, you know, they didn't care you much, you know. Uh, I was good friends with Kevin and Eddie, you know, I both with them, and they were, you know, case baiting me a lot, you know, they wouldn't let me know. So, But I think uh, when I made the pass count, that was, Andy was going into that anyway. That was that was part of it, you know, that's how we set it up to go into be, being a manager. Oh. So I think uh, they didn't tell me that it was coming, but, you know, like I said, I just went out and did whatever I was told to do for the next, you know, TV show or whatever. But uh, now, you know, we can look at it, you know, that, that, that's the way you set up things. You know, you start with something, you know, so it will lead into something. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would imagine that that was really the beginning of it being turning heel referee. Yeah. And the thing, um, was you married back then as well? Was you was you married all that time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So your wife is a good woman, man. How does she deal with you always being on the road 24-7 just about? Take care of your business and stuff at home, man. If you know, be the man, you know that you're supposed to 
be, you're not gonna have that problem, you know, and like I said, I was lucky to be married to the woman that I married to, because I know a lot of guys that married, they went out on the road and came back and the whole house was empty. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I got me to be with the right woman, you know, and, uh, you know, I didn't have, I just didn't have that problem, and like I said, once again, thank God. Yeah. Um, another, another question getting into wrestling. How has wrestling changed your life? Like, what is so special about the sport to you? Well, wrestling really didn't, I wouldn't say change my life. I would say it did a lot for me, for me, you know, going back to the beginning is when I first started trying to break in and I was first trying to, you know, get in the wrestling business. You know, uh, I, I would have never dreamed that I would have went as far as I did. Uh, I did go in this business. Uh, it was just something, you know what I mean, that I wanted to do. I wanted to, uh, I had my son, I wanted to, you know, kind of make him proud. I enjoyed, you know, my grandkids watching me, you know, do stuff. And, and since I'm on that, I, I, I always tell this, you know, a lot of people wonder about the dance that I do, that I, was, that I do on TV. Yes. Well, I got that dance from my grandson. My grandson, we bought him one of these little jumper things that he used to get in that and he would just bop around just like that dance. And so I started doing it on TV because I wanted him to see me doing it dance. I didn't have no idea that it was going to take off and people liked it and wanted to see me do it. So that's how that came about. So wrestling, you know, like I said, it was like a dream come true for me. I was, I, I lived that dream. I was able to, to do that. You know, I went to the top as far as I could go. Uh, thanks to Vince McMahon, you know, he really gave me the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, by using me and finding out just how much talent I had and he put it to good use and I learned so much, you know, there working with him. You know, I really learned that wrestling is a business, you know what I mean? And I didn't have that knowledge of it back when I was in the NWA. I was just walking out talking and didn't have a clue what I was talking about. So, uh, you know, like I said, I've just learned a lot and I'm just thankful that, you know, I had a chance to go to the WWE. You know, I had a great run there. Fifteen years I worked there. I started in 1998. And I worked on top for about 10 years. You know, I was getting mad to smack down for nine years. And so some guys don't even hold the word title that long. So my problem, my thing is this, you know, I made it thanks to this and thanks to God. And so I'm just happy about that. And really, I'm just happy to be at home now, taking it easy. I'm semi-retired. Uh, I'm still doing stuff. Uh, I'm running a company down in Mobile, Alabama, called the Alabama Wrestling Federation. Uh, we got a bunch of nice guys down there that, uh, we're gonna start working with and start, you know, getting them going. And, uh, we may try and get some TV this year. But all that stuff, well, you know, I will next year, really. So all that stuff, you know, I'll be talking about it on my Twitter. You can go to my, my website. Uh, it's gonna be changed right now. It's teddylongwrestling.com. But, uh, we're gonna have, it's gonna be changed maybe in another month or so. You can go to teddylong.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Teddy at Teddy Play Along and um, on Instagram Teddy Long Rest. So uh, you know you can keep up with me. And also, you know uh, if you want to book me for any of your wrestling shows or uh, any signing, autograph signing, or whatever, Comic Con, you know you can contact me through that. And I may have a number here I can give you your fans too. You know that they can call. You know if they really you know need to get in touch with me to book me somewhere. All right. Um, have you done like the East Coast, like the New York area, like any independent shows in the New York area, or? Well, I am getting independent shows there. I did some signings there. I was in Jersey. They had the big convention there this year. I didn't go this year, but I was there last year, so I did that. I did a Comic Con in uh, Massachusetts. I can't think of the name of the town. Right outside of Boston, man. Oh, it was me and Hogan was on that show. I think Kevin Nash and Todd Hall. I believe I saw those guys. So you're still keeping busy, Teddy. You're still keeping busy, and that's pretty much what it's all about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm staying busy. And like I said, I'm, I'm able to relax a little bit now. You know, that road is really stressful, you know, working. I, I mean, I was only home for like uh, two days out of the week. And I did that for over 20 years. I traveled like that. So to come home and get out the road, it was great for me, man. I came home, got my health back right, got the got weight off of me, and uh, got everything, got my health like I said, back right. I feel great. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. 
Yeah. I know you was on the Gerwick Report podcast and you told a lot of funny stories with different wrestlers and stuff. Um, do you have any like funny stories like just, you know, it could be raunchy, it could be PG, it could be PG-13, it could be rated X. Any like funny stories you can have, you have offhand? There's no filter, uh, so whatever you want to say, brother, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I told him about the old IG story and something else. Yeah, I, I have to sit in. I think maybe something, maybe, uh, oh, I know, maybe this one, not too bad. I, uh, <laughs> uh, when I had, I was managing Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, and, uh, you know, we always used to have a lot of Butch. You know, he, he just always, he's just the bully of the, of the team. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we, we'd always try to find a way to, to pull a rib on it. And so one night, I know we'd been in the Baldwin Garden. That's what they used to call it back in the day. Yeah. And uh, we all had finished, you know, finished by match. Everybody had uh, got dressed, put it, you know, got his, took his shower, put his clothes on, got his cologne on. He's running out, getting ready to go. So I they, they run, and uh, I think it was somebody else. I might have been on that race. Somebody put me up to book up Butch that he had to, that, that he wanted us to work again. So I eased into Butch and told him after he got dressed, you know, that, uh, I'm sorry, man, but uh, they wanted to work again. So I made him, he took off all his clothes, everything, <laughs> got dressed, put on that rest and stuff, put on the tape and everything. And then I finally walked up to him at the end. The well, man, it's just not told we ain't got to work. And he looked at me and he knew it was a real thing at all. Still keep in contact with any of your old like Ron Simmons, Butchery. Do you still have it? Do you still keep in touch with them, or it was just yeah, more? I talked to, uh, talk to Ron almost uh, every other day. You know, he uh, I call him, meet him, do a lot of signing together. And uh, you know, he's still around. 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 He's but anyway, uh, yeah, we did another autograph signing together. We were in Rome, Georgia, at the big uh, wrestling festival there. And uh, Ron and I did on some other uh, Carolinas and stuff, so we do a lot of signings together. And, and like I said, I talk to them almost twice a week. And so, yeah, we still stay close in contact. I haven't been able to find Bush, though. I haven't talked to him. Uh, nobody seems to know where he is. And, and I did get a call about a month ago from a promoter saying that they had found him. And they wanted to try to hook up some stuff with uh, the Doom reunion, Victory, Teddy Long, and Ron Simmons. So oh, I would wow. I think that would be good. People would want to see that because we've, we've never been out there, all three of us together. I think the last time they saw all of us together is when I uh, did the wedding with uh, Crystal Marshall while I was getting married, and I invited Butch and Ron, you know, to the wedding. But that was the last time I think we were together. So, you know, other than that, that that's about it. But I do stay in contact with a few people. I still talk to Mark Henry on occasion. Atlas, uh, Mike Kyoto, he's the referee there. Uh, John Cohn, he, you know, I don't talk to him much, but uh, I always tell everybody to say hello to him for me because he was a real nice guy. And uh, the boogeyman, I still communicate with him a little bit, but you know, a lot of people, you know, they are, they're your friends when you're on TV, but once you get on TV, you don't get nothing from them. So that lets you know who, who gave a shit about you at the beginning. So that's why I, got, I, I wanted to thank you and I thank all the guys over to Gurry. Not a problem, Teddy. And Teddy, I honestly think it's just a matter of time. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure they have like a whole plethora of guests that are already lined up. But I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to either get a call from Flair. You might get a call from Jericho or Austin. I'm sure it's just a matter of time, Teddy. Well, I'm sure it ain't going to happen. <laughs> 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 I mean, you can have your opinion all you want. You know what I mean? But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely just not going to happen. Uh, I would say that, that that's crazy that if it doesn't happen, it's just so insane though. Like you have so much knowledge in the business and everybody you've been around, like you know, it's 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 a no brainer. But you know, right? You know, I'm um, also um speaking of the wrestling. I know you you know been on the road, up and down the road. What's your favorite fast food to eat? Being up and down the road, like what's your what, what, like what's your food of choice? Like when you're like traveling, you know, from jet to you know renting cars, what do you eat? Well, um. 
Yes, I mean, lately for the last 10 years, I've been just eating right, man. You know, I, I don't have a special meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just try to stay, you know, stay lean and, you know, keep my weight down and eat the right things. I mean, I eat bad food, too. Yeah. But my thing is this, just because you eat a hamburger today doesn't mean you have to eat one tomorrow. Yeah. So that's the problem. Like, people abuse food. You know, they'll eat stuff today, tomorrow, the next day. I don't abuse bad food. I'll have some of it, but I know where to draw the line. Yeah. So I ain't pretty healthy, man, you know, and uh, like I said, I'd always get the, uh, you know, fruit and stuff to ride with, so I didn't, like I said, I didn't eat bad, like I, like I said, if I eat a hamburger today, I won't eat one tomorrow. Yeah, because you always stayed slim and trim, and you looked like you had the same body type since, since like, in the 80s. Like, you, your body type has been always the same. Like, have you gone, you fluctuated weight, or you've been always the same? Well, I, I, I do a lot of cardio. My yeah. man, and uh, I stay on the cardio machine for one hour, and I do that also with a sweat jacket on. One oh, wow. jacket that makes you sweat, too. Yeah. Okay, I, I wear that. And so cardio will keep you lean, because a lot of people don't know a lot of weight comes from water weight. You know, a lot of people, it, 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 you know, like, and the water weight is not mean, you know, there's some people can drink 12 beers and it doesn't affect them at all. And there's some people that can drink four beers and their stomach is out to here. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people got to know, the, you know what to do. So I burn a lot of water. I drop a lot of water weight, which I drink a lot of water. I put it back in me too. But uh, I do a lot of cardio and I just try to, you know, keep myself going. And, and I do the weights too. I lift the weights. But, to, you know, to stay lean, that's, that's my deal. Anybody tell you, man, I, I stay on that cardio machine. Before I left WWE a couple of years ago, you know, I put the weight back on a little bit. I think I, I, I might have put five or six, seven pounds on. I, I know, but I was, I was heavier than I should have been. And I believe that I had a little bit to do, you know, you know, with my performance, you know, because I've always been lean. But I think at the end there, you know, man, just, just so stressed and tired and, you know, no sleep and stuff. To, you know, sometimes you, you get so when you start eating that bad food, you know, you're hungry, you got to eat something. And then I started back to drinking again, too. So with that food drinking, I haven't drank in about three years now. So, you know, drinking that beer at night, that, that's not good, too. Oh, well, uh, so, you know, you just, just you know, you have have, like I said, me coming home off the road was great for me. It was like a blessing for God. He sent me home to get my health straight and get my body right and back. And like I said, I was up to 175. I'm down now to about 152. Wow, Teddy, you look awesome, man. You look the same as, like, as you was in the 80s, man. Right, well, I trained in the 80s, too, man. I just, I've always been upset with the gym. I guess me being a father wrestling, I always thought that was the thing to do. Even I wasn't a wrestler, I just enjoyed training, you know. And then as you get older, you find out, you know, that's it's healthy for you. You know, it's also good for you to do that, too. So, uh, like I said, I'm upset with it, man. My wife will tell you, they get on me all the time, you know. You're going to take a break today, but I'm five minutes from the gym, so it's hard for me to sit at home and I go when you're five minutes away. So, <laughs> I'm like about eight days in now this week, so they close early tomorrow, so I think I'm going to go tomorrow and get this different part of you, and then I'll take Christmas off. Damn, Chris, Christmas Eve, Teddy Long in the gym. Wow, amazing, man. Well, yeah, I Christmas Eve is for the kids. As long as my grandkids and the wife, everybody's happy, I'm fine. I have no worries about me. It's just another day that's costing people a lot of money. Okay, you spend so much money several times on the leave, you keep six months trying to get out of debt. So, so you got to understand what that is. But you got to make the kids happy. You got to make the, make, make the family happy. You know, you work on what it costs or not. It's just a routine. It's just what you do. But I understand it. So, like I said, I'm just waiting for it to get over with. Yeah. Um, Teddy, um, what's your most memorable moment in wrestling? You know, you can have one or two, but what is your most memorable moments? Uh, the night I walked out in WWE to manage Dio Brown because I had no idea that I was ever going to be a manager in WWE. Uh, because I was refereeing when I first went there, and so I was at home at that particular time, and uh, they gave me a call one day, and they uh, called me and they threw me in from uh, uh, Atlanta to, to, to uh, Boston to work a row. And when I got there, I came out with Dino Brown, and that was just the most, I mean, it was like a dream come true, because I thought something like that would never, would never happen. Amazing. Um, you know, and, you, and uh, at that time, like, you know, you missed the passion of being a manager and just, like, being, like, at the spotlight like that? No, it didn't bother me. See, that's what people got to understand. You know, this is not real. Mm -hmm. Okay, people got to understand that. People got to quit living their characters. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I know what this is. 
You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when I was a manager back in the day, and then I went to Vince to be a referee, that didn't bother me at all. I had a job. It's about getting a check. Mm-hmm. Okay? Check. So I had a job. I didn't care about refereeing, you know what I mean? It didn't bother me as long as I don't get paid. I had a job. So, you know, that's why I guess things happen for me the way they did, but I didn't care. I didn't let that word in about, hey, just, oh, you referee, man, you should be a manager. <laughs> you fan? So, but it, that, just so I understand this, this is not real. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. In your opinion, um, what are your thoughts about um the whole like women's division, the whole like what you know as WWE would say the divas revolution? What's your whole take on that? Well, I, I kind of like that. There are a lot of girls there, the Bellas, uh, which have come a long way. You know, I've had the pleasure to work with them. Real nice girls. Really nice. Super nice. Uh, to me, Snooka, uh, 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 daughter. Uh, she's she good. Uh, 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 Naomi. All those girls that I had a chance, several, some of them like Paige, uh, the new ones that have came in there now, I didn't get a chance to work with. But I like the Divas of Vince. Everybody there, all those girls, they work hard. And there's some girls that have worked work harder than the guys. And Natalia is one of them. She is like outstanding for the talent in the ring. So, uh, and they got a lot of good girls there that, you know, that I believe are going to, you know, really make it and going to go a long way. Yeah. Um. Have you kept in touch with Jazz? Because I know you was with her for a little bit. Have you kept in contact, contact with? Well, yeah. I I talked to her and Rodney Mac. Uh, maybe uh, once a month or twice a month or something like that. You know. Uh, in fact, I was gonna go down and do a show in uh, Louisiana that uh, Rodney Mac was a part of. He uh, had a little independent company down there that he had the guy run, and they I was gonna go down and have to see him. Uh, but Jazz, I think uh, the women. The last I heard, I don't know, this has been a long time ago, that she had a job in Louisiana and she was a correctional officer or a deputy sheriff or something like that. Oh, wow. But I don't know. But anyway, they got they had two twin girls, which are probably 11 years old now. I was there, I imagine, but they're real big girls. So, yeah, I still stay in contact with them, man. They were real great people to work with, too. Yeah. Um, also, um, being involved in the WWE as you was for a long time, you know, you dealt with a lot of personalities. I'm sure there's people you didn't really get along with. Um, when you don't get along with somebody, let's say at a regular job, you know, you'd like avoid them and stuff like that, or you just try to like take the high road. Um, you don't have to say any names or anything like that, but um, were there people you didn't really get along with? And if so, like, how did you deal with that situation? Well, you know what? When I went to the WWE, I had, you know, a couple of people there that I, you know, didn't get along with. But that just started, you know, when I started working there, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not a, a, a hard guy. I'm not easy, to, you know, to not get along with. I mean, I got along with basically everybody. I mean, not only with just the wrestling talent, I got along with a lot of people that work behind the scenes. A lot of guys that, a lot of the writers, a lot of the guys that did the So in, in, in your wrestling persona, when you played the heel t- um, Teddy Long and you was with Mark Henry, and then you had the whole white white man and cracker and um, haterizing, you know, I think that was, I think, yes, I think that was like a, the highlight moment because it's almost like, you know, you know how they say, you know, people play a character, but I believe that you felt that way. That's how good you was. Um, did you relish playing that evil? <laughs> did you relish playing that role? Like you were so great in it. Well, it's not hard to be that role for a black man from the South. <laughs> it wasn't hard for me at all, brother, when you dealt with all these people down here from the South, you know? So I was just glad that Vince loved it, and he was crazy about it, so I lift up my frustration out. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, yeah, but it was, it was really easy for 
opportunity that nobody never did. And so my thing was, whatever this man want me to do, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to give it 100%. So I didn't care what it was. Whatever he wanted, I was going to make it work. And everything you said, no one, no one wrote that for you, right? That's all coming from your mouth? Like everything, all that dialogue you used to say, that was all you? But, oh, well, so most, but most of it that came from me, the thugging and bugging and, yeah. you know, the, and, and some of the lines. I think uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, uh, he was one of the guys that was with the white boy talent before he became Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. And I, I remember I was in the ring with him and he had this half blonde, you know, and God I told him, I said, look at you. You want to be white so bad, you didn't even dye your hair white. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I thought that up on my own, you know what I mean? So, like I said, they did write stuff, but I was able to add little stuff to it, you know, and let them know what I was going to say. So, you know, I don't want to say nothing that would, you know, get the company in trouble or cause a problem. But, uh, yeah, I was just able to, you know, kind of, you know, be my own character. Um, so tell me a little bit about Ole Anderson. I heard you talk about him before on, on on other podcasts, and how he was just like crotchety, and he was just like always something was wrong with him. Like you know, I hear so many different stories from any other people about Ole. Could you tell me like how you and Ole like interacted with each other, and how was he to you? Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this about him. He, he, you know, he didn't like anybody. <laughs> so I mean, you know, what was wrong with him? No, I have no idea. But he was a real racist. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, I did get along with him. You know what I mean? I, I didn't ever have no argument or nothing like that, you know. But, you know, just to hear some of the rhetoric that he would say, you know, even if he knew your name, he would still call you a nigga. You know, so, wow. but that is, you know, but I mean, that's just the way it was, man. You know, it's just, I, you know, and I imagine, you know, if you can look at the world and see some of this stuff that's going on today, that all take you back and you can see. Didn't nobody get learned from this stuff that's going today. They've known this for a long, long time, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, he, he I didn't have, never fall out with him. I have no arguments with him, but he was just who he was. And I come to realize that, that hey, this is who he is, so this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm saying, but you know, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy how I, I guess it was um, it was a different time back then. But if somebody to say the N word like that so loosely, and then you know you work with a lot of executives and you know or people who you know higher ups and they hear that shit, like you know they won't they like they, no one ever talked to him about his 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 language. Like it was it's crazy though, right? Well, hey man, <laughs> I don't know. All I can tell you is what it is. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, what do you think about the whole Hulk Hogan N word thing? Like, what's in, in, in this whole um situation? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, you know, I didn't really give that much thought. You know, I, I Hogan is, uh, you know, of course, of course, I'm concerned with a nice guy. He was always nice with to, to me. You know, meet him at, uh, you know, a couple of good times together. And uh, you know, just, I, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know. People just let out their true feelings, you know, maybe when they think other people are not listening and that, you know, that probably happened, you know, with a black man too. He mm-hmm. probably, you know, let his true feelings out and say what he said about what he said, that maybe this, whatever Hogan said about the black people, I'm pretty sure some black guy said that about some white person. So sometimes, you know, when you don't think nobody's listening to you, you let your frustrations out and then all of a sudden, there it is, it's out there. So, you know, man, it's, it's a mean world right now. So, like I said, it is what it is. So, you know, you just get along and try to get along with everybody that you can, and you can't make everybody happy. Just that yeah. Um. Do you think society nowadays, like, do you think everybody's a little bit racist? Like, you just think, like, Hulk Hogan just got a bad rap because he did this behind closed doors and someone, you know, he got recorded? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think everyone... Well, well, you can look at, you know, something, you know, do you watch the news? Yeah. That's true. I'm saying it, 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 it's just crazy, but you know, it's like almost like if you t- if the the person's hand you're shaking in your hand has like the middle finger in the back of them, you know, like giving you the finger when when you're not looking, almost. It's just I don't know. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey man, it's just the way of the world, man. You know, so right now you know we're in you know, a world that you just gotta deal with whatever. Yeah. Um. Also, you was involved with um Booker T's reality of wrestling for a little bit. How, how um how has um Booker T grown that federation now? Like how how was it when you was involved in it? Well, uh, when I got involved with Booker and I went down to do his uh, 
first pay-per-view. He had the first pay-per-view on uh, YouTube and he did that. And uh, uh, like I said, Booker is a smart man. He's a real smart guy. And his operation was superb. I uh, went down there. I mean, he, he was just like, you know, working for Vince. You know, he had everything in order. You know, he did it just like it was supposed to be. And like I said, Booker's smart. And that was something I think he's always wanted to do with to run his own thing and to be his own boss. And he's done a good job with the uh, reality wrestling. And uh, I, I, and, um, I haven't, you know, seen uh, haven't seen any of his shows lately. And I haven't had a chance to talk to him. But I know Booker. And if I know Booker, I can tell you this. That reality wrestling is certainly going to be number one, whatever area that they're in. for you know, out in Texas. So Booker's going to make that thing work. You ain't got to worry. You're going to hear more about that. Yeah, I know he has a lot of up-and-coming wrestlers over there. I think it's shown on CW, but in Texas. Um, I guess people can yeah. see it on YouTube. Well, that's good. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's good. He, he, um, he has, he, I think you're right about that because I did hear that, you know, that he was on TV there on the CW in Texas. So that's good. Basically, you know, if you get on TV, that's how you're going to, you know, make your stars and that's how you're going to become known and that's how people are going to see you. But like I said now, with, with technology and everything, you can be on YouTube and you can get just as many people on YouTube or, or social media or the internet as you can on TV. Because I think right now, like, social media is the TV. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, whatever happened to Ice Train? Are you? Are you? Have you been in contact with him, or have you seen him, or know anything about him? Uh, I haven't seen him, but I talked to you brought him up, and I guess it may have been maybe six months ago. And uh, I was at this LA Fitness over here where where my house is that I go to now. But I used to go to another LA Fitness that was about six, about maybe uh, fifteen miles from my house. And uh, one guy that I used to work out with over there, he called me and uh, he had ice cream on the phone with him. He said he was over there tra- training with that gym working out. So I talked to him a little bit on the phone. Him, and it's been about like six months ago, and I haven't talked to him since. And then I talked to him maybe. Three or four years back, I, one day he, oh, you know what I did? I did see him in Atlanta airport. I was leaving, going out, and he was he was coming in, and I didn't get a chance to stop and talk, but I was really just trying to get my flight, and I did see him, but not a whole lot of contact do I have with him, but I think he's doing okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you was associated, like, you know, you think of you, you think of, uh, like, Jim Powers, you think of Craig Pittman, Joey Max, you think of, a, you know, a lot of wrestlers that you was associated with. So, you know, that's why I always ask, like, you know, how have you heard from this person or heard from this person? Because, you know, I'm sure you guys travel up and down the roads together. Well, Jim Powers is one of my Facebook friends. He uh, uh, hit me up on Facebook, so I talked to him uh, every now and then. So, you know, as you know, we lost Joey Max. Wow, man, that's that's insane! Like yeah, you know, hard work, Bobby Walker. You miss him. Hard work, Bobby yeah. Walker. You remember him? Yes, yes, I remember yeah. him. He was the yeah, yeah, He's always yeah, wrestled. Man. Always on Saturday night, right? He was always wrestling on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he was involved in that big lawsuit, the big racist, uh, racist lawsuit with TBS and. Uh, back in the day as well, something happened back then, and I think Bobby got uh, a little money out of there, and I think it was like a, life, a, a good sum of money, and I think he went on and took his dinner, and he hadn't heard anybody heard from him since. Oh, wow. Um, refresh my memory. I'm trying to remember, what was the whole lawsuit about? Like, how many wrestlers were involved in that? Uh, I forget all of them, man. It was about, about racism in, in WCW. It was really, it was, it was pretty rough there at one time, man, so... Um, couple of more questions for you, Teddy, before I let you go. Um, what do you? Um, um, what's your opinion of, of like, you know, if you was a, um, a, a booker, how would you book WrestleMania? Like, how, how would you envision it? You know, how would you, how would you see it? Well, it's, it's hard for me to give to answer that for you right now because see, things change in this business overnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think I would, you know what I mean. I, I would go into it, I think, with the thing that happened between Triple H and uh, Seth Rollins. I think I would go into WrestleMania with Triple H and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I mean, not uh, Seth, I'm sorry. Uh, Roman Reigns. He's out there. Seth on my mind. I was thinking about him. He showed up at the uh, family. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. I would go with Triple H and Roman Reigns. Yeah. 
I would, I would, I would headline that for WrestleMania. Um, you know, I think you got Taker maybe coming back. I don't know whether he's going to be with the Lesnar or not. You know, but uh, I, I, I'd give that one more run. That 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 shouldn't be bad. And I definitely, you know, I think Taker, you know, would certainly earn his, you know, get his streak back. Yeah. Um, Teddy, what was your favorite tag team you ever managed in WCW and WA? Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Of, of course, right? Tag team champions, hands down. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. How was? How did you feel about Marcus Bagwell and Scorpio? Oh, they were good, too. I, I got, you know, uh, Bagwell and Scorpio, they were, you know, very good guys. Great both of those were great workers, you know. I mean, I, you know, there wasn't anybody that I didn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the thing with Wood and Ron, we might say they were, you know, the, 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 the one that I think is because I, had, I spent more time with them than I did with anybody. Yeah. And uh, back in the day, it was just so much fun with them. Some of the stuff that they done and what we did. And oh, we had JYD back there with us, got that off our episode. We the Steiners and stuff. So, you know, we had so many guys that were pranksters and, and full ribs and stuff, too. It was just a really a fun time back in the day. So, like I said, it wasn't a team that I had that I didn't like. I was certainly happy with uh, Danny Spivey said business. I was happy when Undertaker came over and became a part of the skyscrapers. So, uh, they, yeah, it wasn't anybody that, and uh, Scott Norton and Ice Train, Fire and Ice, I had those guys. So, yeah. you know, like I said, I've always been able to get along with everybody. So, that wasn't a team that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, basically, on your two bosses, um, how was Jim Crockett and Vince McMahon like? Well, I'd rather work with Vince McMahon any day than with Jim Crockett. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? He, you know, he, Jim Crockett would just put it like this. He's one of the good old boys. Yeah. So, uh, and he let me knew that. So, but like I said, the one thing with Vince, you know, he's always been a straight businessman. You know, he didn't play around, he didn't play no games, you know what I mean? He told you just how he felt. And that's how it's supposed to be. And when you were wrong, he let you knew you were, knew that you were wrong. When there was a lot of times, uh, you would, you, you would be wrong and there were other promoters, they wouldn't even tell you, you know, they just let you bury yourself. But Vince ain't like that, you know, if you do something wrong, you'll let you know right then, so you make sure that don't happen again. So I, he, he really, you know, made made me a better person. He made, you know, me be a better man and made me understand that this was about business, this was about money. And when you walk out on that TV, you're not out there playing, you're out there doing your job. And so he made me a better person, and I appreciate that from him. Uh, you know, I'll always have him to thank for my success. Yeah. Um, um, when you was released with the whole... Um, with the whole plethora of people that was released, um, how did you feel about that? And is it something like you know how when you get, I guess, for, for a regular nine to five person, when you get, I guess, laid off from a job, and you know, it's kind of shocking, whatever. Um, was it expected, or this is something that came out of left field when you got released? Well, I uh, I expected it. You know, once you know, you know, you and you, you know, you're not on TV no more. I've been going to TV, coming to TV, but it just wasn't doing anything with me. It wasn't you to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, I was I was pretty tight with a couple of the writers, and they would always look in the wheel. They brought your name up, but every time we bring it up, they shoot it down. So then, you know, I knew. But, you know, to really be honest, the truth with you, you know, I was ready to come on. You know what I mean? I, I, I was stressed out really bad. And I I don't blame them for that. I, I You know, I think they did me a favor. So, like I said, I feel better now than I felt when I was 19 years old, man. So they did me a favor. I think it was time for me to, you know, everything runs out. Everything runs its course. And for me to be in the position that I was in for nine years, you know, like I said, I was there for a long time. So everything, you know, gets old. You know, people get tired of it. So I think the best thing for me to do, you know, I came out, I left, you know, uh, great. You know, I didn't have any problems there. So, you know, they, like I said, I... I, I love them to death. They, 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 they made me who I am today. They made me become a friend. So my thing with them is just, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, besides leaving, whatever, I'm, I'm sure you don't, you don't get a farewell cake or a farewell watch. You probably, you know, they just let you know that day and then you're pretty much done? Or, like, how does, like, the whole process of... Well, they just, they call you and let you know. They call you at home and let you know. Oh, you know, while you was at home. Well, at least you was home, at least. <laughs> you know, you were, they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't tell you when you was on the well, road. I think, they, yeah. I, I think they do that. I think they do that sometimes because a lot of guys, you know, that can't take it like you was like you're saying, you know, some guys, you know, can't I can't take being released. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you may tell them that on the job, you may 
have a fight on your hands. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> right. So I think that's why they really, really do that. So some guys go off. I've seen them bands go, you know, they don't understand why they got released. You, well, don't, you know, it, 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 it belongs to them. It's not your stuff. So it's their company. They can do whatever they want to do. They can hide and find whatever they want to. So you got to look at it like that, man. That's the way of the world. Yeah. Also, um, how was it like working with Vicky Guerrero? She seems like a sweetheart. Um, how is she working with? Well, just like you just said, she was a sweetheart. I enjoyed working with her. Man, great, man. We we had good time, and uh, everything that we did, you know, people hated her, and loved me, and 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 and, and all that, none of that could have happened without her or me. And she was just great. Uh, like like I, I, I've said before, there were some things that she did to me that I told her to do. You know, because I, I thought, you know, my thing too is you have to help your cat. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there, you get, you know, you can't wait for Vince and the writers to think of everything for you. You gotta have, you know, if you know what role you're in, you gotta think of things to, you know, accommodate your role. So I would think of things to, to get rid of for her to do, and they would always work. So I, 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 I loved her, and, you know, and if, if, if I don't talk to her much now, I haven't made the contact her, but, uh, Vicky Guerrero was really great, and I think she, uh, just got out and she's involved in something else. And I think she graduated from the nursing school or something now. I think she has a big boom and got a great job. So, you know, congratulations to her. Yeah. Um, Teddy, what do you prefer, dancing Teddy Long or Sugar Ray Long? Uh, Sugar Ray Long. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, man. I, I, and I went with dancing because I think we were somewhere. Before I started the boxing thing, and we we had a show, American Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati. I believe the old Cincinnati Gardens, and uh, I think he came to the to, to one of the shows, and I had a chance to meet him and start talking to him. Yeah. And that's how I, I thought about that. I come up with that after we did the boxing thing with uh, Paul Ellery. Yeah, I know that was that was amazing. That was a good feat with the Road Warriors and the skyscrapers. Um, did Paul Ellery ever stiff oh, you? Yeah. Did he ever stiff you really hard, or he was he was a pleasure to work with? No, I think I stiffed him one time. I had the big <laughs> key that I used to have when I was, had the Norman and Lunatic. Yeah. And this key was like a big steel key with the real deal, and I fucking popped off with it one time. I think <laughs> that's how big Billy, no, Corpus Christi, Texas, where it was. I stiffed him with that key. He looked yeah. right around at me, too, and told you, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to remember the pay per view. I think I think it was Wrestle War. Um, it was it was when it was going to be the start of Doom versus the um, with the feud with the Road Warriors. But it was the skyscrapers. But I think it was Mike Enos under the mask, I believe, and Dan Spivey wasn't there. Um, what happened at that situation? Yeah. Did Dan leave yeah. at that time? Uh, no, um, I don't. I think Spivey and Dan were sick or something. I'm, I'm trying to remember this. Back in the day. He got sick and he had to go home. Yeah. And uh, I think they brought him in just to replace Danny because, you know, Danny was sick. So, you know, he, he didn't leave. I, I don't know, but I, I do remember something happened. He got hurt or something, but he had to go home. Yeah, because I remember because it was almost like it was the ending of one feud and then the beginning of um, Doom and the Road Warriors. And then, you know, they had, I think, Ron Simmons and, and Butchery had the tuxedos and then they got ripped off, right? If, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying that, that was really good. That's that's where you had the Sugar Ray Long, you know? Right. Yeah, it was really good. Um, my my final question for you, Teddy, um, thank you for being on the phone with me so long. Um, my, fi- my final question to you is, what would the Teddy Long of today tell the Teddy Long of yesterday? Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. <laughs> Keep on pushing, player. Uh, I got you. And um, what, what, um, what, what goals do you have for 2016? What, 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 what's on your bucket list or something that you want to do in 2016 that you haven't done? Well, um, I've mostly done everything that I wanted to do in my lifetime. You know, God has blessed me to live a long time and to enjoy myself, and I do a lot of things. So my goal now, man, I'm just enjoying being at home, you know, with, with the family and stuff. I really enjoy that. And my other goal is to this company that I'm, uh, we, we're running in Alabama, the Alabama Breaking Furries, and I'm hoping that uh, things will be real positive for us in 2016. We can get this little independent company off the ground and start making some money there. And like I said, 
one of those guys, they ain't so worried about beating this, you know, trying to outdo this. You're not going to beat this. You might as well get that through your head. You're not going to beat him. He's already established. He's in place. He already got it. So quit worrying about beating this and just do your own thing and try to make some money, you know, and, 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 and you know, live comfortable. That's what was wrong with WCW. They were so busy, you know, so frantic about beating this, taking the WWE out and all that. You know, and look, and look, look what happened. It backfired on them. They went out of business. Vince was still running stronger than ever. So leave Vince alone. Do your own thing. He ain't worried about that guy. So why would you keep worried about you going to beat him? You going to beat him. You ain't got that kind of money. And don't worry about that. Just take care of your own little company. That's our goal. That's our goal is to just worry about what we're going to do and worry about the people out there, you know, that we're going to try to make money and, you know, we're going to sell our wrestling tickets. We're going to sell them at an affordable price where people can afford to pay for them. Uh, we also plan on doing some stuff, some giveaways, you know, to start giving people, you know, giving back to the community and give people stuff that they can use for TV, microwave, or something, wash and dry them. Something that the people can put in their homes and, you know, and something that they can use. So we, we want to give back to the community because we want the community to support. And uh, that, that, that's it, man. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. And my thing is to keep on pushing, uh, keep getting in that gym every day, keep training, trying to stay alive and, you know, and, you know, praying every day and, and waiting on God to give me my blood. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, um, one, one little big question. Um, wh Where did you get all your fancy suits from? You was like you was like the minority version of Ric Flair. Where like you know, Ric Flair had the different robes. You had different suits. Yeah, but don't compare me to him. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, brother. <laughs> all, all right, man. Teddy, thank you so much. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one. Hey, what's up, Liz? This is Teddy Long, and I'm right now chilling with the Atomic Podcast. Just to let everybody know, if you're interested in booking me or your wrestling event, or anything that's related to professional wrestling, autograph signing, etc. You can contact me at this number, 866-999-6055. That's 866-999-6055. And remember, you heard it right here on the Atomic Podcast, where they blow up the news on K. Hey, verbal, I'm talking about verbal scale player, Allah.